Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 448th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, where we will unpack fascinating college football weekend. Well, my highlight of the week is attending yesterday's New England Patriots game with a full house of fans for the first time in 20 months and watching the impressive debut of Mac Jones, quarterback, who looked in total control running the Patriots offense that we've watched for the past 20 years. And very disappointing ending. Uh, they were moving in for the potential winning score with about two minutes left in the game when Damian Harris, running back, who had had a fabulous game, uh, fumbled. Dolphins recovered, ran out the clock, and that was that. But that said, the story of the day was uh, Mac Jones. He just looked uh, really uh, like a big league NFL quarterback in his debut. And uh, so optimism is abounding here in New England that uh, perhaps the successor to Tom Brady has been found. He, of course, was a first-round draft pick, number 15. The Patriots sat tight, waited for him to come to them, didn't give up anything to get him, and uh, and he just really looks like he has the goods. So, again, despite the loss, uh, division loss, I might add, uh, you know, optimism is pretty high with his performance, and... Uh, the Dolphins sit alone in first place as the Bills lost to the Steelers. Fascinating game, to say the least. And uh, and the Jets lost. And Zach Wilson, the, their rookie quarterback, showed uh, a lot of promise. So the Patriots play at the Jets this coming Sunday. And suddenly... Uh, and they were talking about this on Sports Talk Radio just in the past hour. It just feels like a must game. You don't want to lose two division games in the first two weeks of the season. Uh, recipe for disaster there. So they're, go, they're going to the Meadowlands in Jersey. And uh, so that game suddenly takes on uh, some big meaning for a week two matchup, given that it's a division game and the Patriots have lost one. So they really need to win that game. So that could be fun. Another 
uh, one of the interesting things about yesterday's game that caught my eye uh, more in the stands than on the field was just an extraordinary number of uh, Patriot fans wearing Tom Brady Tampa Bay Bucks jerseys, and that uh, just jumped out at me. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody loves Brady, including myself, still up here in New England, to say the least. And speaking of Brady, what a great game to open the NFL season last Thursday night. Uh, he, Tom Brady just looked fabulous. And, uh, of course, when the uh, Cowboys took the lead, and all credit to the Cowboys, they looked good, as did Dak Prescott, of course. Uh, you know, I looked at the clock. I think it was maybe a minute 15. And I just, as a 20-year uh, attendee of Patriot Games uh, and season ticket member, uh, I've seen Brady do it time and time and time again. And uh, I just said, instantly too much time and most importantly there was absolutely no doubt not a scintilla of doubt in my mind that Brady was going to take him right down the field and win the game and that's exactly what he did so no surprise there we're used to it up here in New England we love it and yesterday showed me there's still a lot of love going Tom Brady's way from here in New England and uh he of course will be back for the Bucks uh with the Bucks here in Gillette Stadium uh week four i think it's uh sunday night october 3rd and it will be the uh literally the sports event of the year so looking forward to that one also have to give a shout out to Jameis winston five touchdown passes what a debut the displaced new orleans saints who played the game yesterday in jacksonville and oh by the way they beat the packers and uh made Aaron Rodgers look at best pedestrian. He one of his worst games. Meanwhile, Jameis taking over for Drew Brees just looks like uh the light bulb has gone on and suddenly he's just uh you know, he looked just spectacular to say the least. So good for him. My bizarre story of the week is the Steelers roaring back in the second half to stun the Buffalo Bills. Uh it was so interesting at the pregame establishment right beside Gillette Stadium that I was at, packed, everybody watching the Bills game and rooting for the Steelers. Just not something you see up here in New England very often, but it was happening yesterday. And, you know, the Steelers showed basically nothing in the first half. And then uh, the second half, uh, you know, come roaring back for that victory, uh, winning with their typical style of defense, uh, Block punt for a TV, return of a running game with Najee Harris. Kind of looked like the old Steelers. TJ Watt recently signed for $112 million. He looked yesterday like he's worth every penny. And uh, and really a, a stunning game for the Steelers to go up the, up the road, not far up to Buffalo from Pittsburgh. A lot of terrible thousands Steeler fans who travel very, very well. Uh so it was really a great theater, to say the least. And the Steelers just looked, uh, you know, terrific in the second half. And uh, Big Ben looked good. Um, so Steelers have been kind of ignored a little bit in the offseason, given their uh, 50 or so years of excellence. And uh, 
and they showed yesterday they that they are indeed back in a player uh, in the playoff hunt, to say the least. Well, my low light of the week is three teams leaving the American Athletic Conference, which I've covered for years, uh, to go with the Big 12 and their big names. They're University of Central Florida, UCF, Cincinnati, ranked in the top 10, and Houston. Uh, good football program there, and basically the creme de la creme of the conference in football. And uh, they're going to the Big 12 um, as the conference, uh, college football conferences just shake up. Of course, this is, comes on the heels of Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. And uh, now the Big 12 has extended their reach down into the fertile ground of Florida, UCF. Amazing program there, what they've done the past few years. And they had a nice victory in Gus Malzahn uh, as the new coach uh, from Auburn in recent years. Uh, Commissioner Mike Oresco, who's just uh, fabulous, uh, the commissioner since the founding of the AAC took the high road in a statement issued after the announcement that those three teams would be leaving his conference and going to the big 12. And, uh, certainly all eyes will now be on the AAC to see, uh, how, where they go from here. Uh, you have to just go on the basic and obvious assumption that they're going to bring in, uh, three, three new teams. So who are they going to be? I think it's, a Fascinating situation. Of course, they're outside the Power Five, uh, but yet have made a lot of uh, noise uh, with their successful programs, uh, getting to uh, New Year's Day bowl games and the like. And uh, so I personally am just really interested to watch and see where it goes. And uh, and it's going to be fascinating to me. Uh, I personally am rooting for the AAC. I've attended their football media days in Newport, Rhode Island uh, for years uh, prior to their move of corporate headquarters down to Texas a couple years ago. And uh, and so it's just going to be, again, uh, really interesting because they are uh, a terrific non-Power 5 school who has certainly made inroads into the Power 5, uh, to put it mildly. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? 
Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, John, so glad to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Well, we're glad to have you as always. And AP, I got to tell you, I was thinking about you yesterday. I uh, attended the Patriots-Dolphins game where I watched, of course, uh, Tua and Mac Jones go head-to-head with Jalen Waddle having a big game. And before I left for the game, I'm watching uh, – NFL Red Zone, and I'm seeing uh, Jalen Hurts light it up uh, for the the Eagles uh, right off the bat and uh, early in the game. And so, like I said, I was thinking of you and no other way. And, oh, yeah, and, uh, of course, last year's Heisman Trophy winner catching a touchdown. First ever catch was a touchdown from Jalen Hurts. Just amazing. Uh, Devontae Smith, and uh, so yeah, AP, it was uh, Alabama, Alabama everywhere, and again, I was thinking nonstop of you during an NFL day Sunday, and uh, opening day, I might add, and so yeah, opening weekend, I should say, and uh, 
Yeah, so I'm dying to get your thoughts. You you had to be thrilled. I thought they all everybody performed well. Yeah, John. You know, I never thought I'd see the days that Alabama would have the most players in the NFL. I think the number is 53 at this point. That's exactly the number. I I have to interrupt you for one second to say an announcer said that former Alabama players could become their own team, which is a 50. Every team in the (laughs) NFL has a 53-man roster, and that's exactly what he said, 53 (laughs) Alabama players. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. I had to interject that, but please go on. No. I'm glad you did it because I didn't even have that in my thought process. That's that's funny. There's 53 man teams now. Is that what it is? 53 is the number they they have, or 55, 53, something like it's that, right? 52. It's something. 53 yeah. dress on game day is my impression. I'm quite sure about that. Actually, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, that's, what a that's coincidence. A, that's yeah, that's quite a marketing tool if they wanted to use it, right? The Alabama NFL team. Yeah, but, exactly. But uh, no, I was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, w- I was uh, really happy for Matt Jones and Tua Bailoa. I thought they, they both played fairly well. Yep. Uh, you know, Damien Harris had that fumble for the Patriots that would have given him an Alabama. opportunity for the field goal right from Alabama. Alabama. And, Running uh, back, of course. Yeah. I felt so bad for him. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he had a fabulous game. Uh, yeah, but played well. He's but yeah, he's, he's it was, pitching that offense, and he's a hard runner. Oh my gosh, AP, he is—he's a beast. Um, he was perhaps the dominant player of the game, you know, really for above the quarterbacks. I mean, he was just uh, running hard all day and so impressive. And I just again felt just so bad for him. You know, they're going in for the potential winning score inside the ten, two minutes to go, and that happens. Uh, deflating for everyone, but. You know, they'll get past it. That's for sure. I mean, the big story yesterday, AP, was, you know, have the Patriots found a quarterback? And I think the answer was a resounding yes after uh, his debut, to say the least. Yeah, the fans must have been very receptive, I'm sure, to Mac because he got the yes. ball down the field at times and he hit the receivers in a timely manner when they had the blitz. Uh, he got a few passes knocked down, I believe, but I thought he, he played winning football. No doubt about it. Yes, he did, AP. Um, and, you, you know, the big thing was just simply, uh, you know, running the Patriots offense that everyone's been watching for the past 20 years. Uh, last year, notwithstanding, for obvious reasons. So uh, Belichick made the call to, to uh, cut Cam Newton, and uh, which... To me, it was all about Cam, jo- uh, excuse me, Mac Jones, and again, just running that offense that has been so successful. Granted, highly due to Tom Brady, to put it mildly, but nonetheless, their offense. And uh, I thought Mac just played great, and everybody in New England was just thrilled. It, it took the sting out of the loss. The way he played, the way Mac Jones played—that's the best way to say it. Really took the sting out of it. Yeah. Yeah, you could see the future was bright by his performance uh, yesterday. And Mac just looked like a natural in that offense. And I was watching totally. some other games and uh, happened to see the New York Jets, for instance, from their quarterback situation. Yep. And he's much more athletic, of course, but he's in the pocket trying to run around. I mean, and this is, this is not uh, 
I mean, Utah is playing against these are professional players, and they can probably outrun you, those big guys. And, and hurt you when they get there. Get the ball out of your hands. Yeah, yeah that's right. And your job is to get the ball out of your hands to the receiver in a timely manner into the correct one. And that's it. I, I could see the difference. I mean, Matt Jones, I mean, all these people who were saying uh, this person can run, he's very athletic, and that's great. How is he in the pocket when he throws the football? What is his demeanor in the pocket? Does he have poise? Does he read the defenses quickly? I mean, uh, I mean, at lightning speed, is, he, is the person accurate? Those are, those are the tools that I'm seeking when, I, when I'm trying to draft a quarterback. And Matt Jones, he just looked so cool in that pocket running that Patriots offense. It was you couldn't if you watched the game and said, "Well, how many years has that quarterback been on the team?" That's what, that would right. have been your question. Not, "Oh, that's his first game as an NFL player." There's no way. Exactly, exactly, and uh, the decision making. I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, just quick decisions. That, that in my mind, is NFL football in 2021. Period. It just is, and uh, I get the difference between a pocket uh, passer versus an athletic running quarterback. Uh, but, you know, we'll take them. That's for sure. It's worked up here for 20 years, so why not continue it? Mac Jones is clearly, clearly, you know, the guy you want doing it uh, anywhere this side of Trevor Lawrence. So uh, he just looked great, oh, yeah. and it, it, he's a big hit up here, AP. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because Mac will – be devoted. He'll give you the maximum effort, 100% every practice, every play, every game. And John, I had a few friends question me saying, what Alabama, these receivers were wide open. But you saw yesterday the level of his accuracy getting the ball to receivers who were tightly covered. I, I don't, I don't, you know, that was not, a, not an issue for me, but for others. And I think he, he dispensed with that uh, yesterday in his performance. Yes, and some of those throws were pretty deep. They were downfield. They weren't just little uh, yes. screens and whatnot. I mean, he had that all, too. What I liked, AP, was clear that the Patriots really just designed a game plan suited to his skills. It was just obvious, you know, perfect for his first uh, game as an NFL player. And, uh, and it worked. And hence the reason for optimism uh, here in New England uh, – Trust me, not a negative word was spoken yesterday about Mac Jones. Uh, he's uh, a big hit up here in New England already. And, you know, I've, I've said often on this show, rightly or wrongly, AP, that, you know, you can pretty much tell sometimes in as quickly as a quarter of NFL football if the guy's got, the, if a quarterback has the goods. And certainly it looks like he does. And there wasn't much doubt going in. And certainly Belichick had no doubts going with them uh so yeah it's it was just fascinating and back to your original point patriots at the jets so it'll be mac jones against uh zach wilson so that'll be interesting to see and ap suddenly from the patriots point of view feels like a must game the dolphins and Tua sit atop the division suddenly at one and oh bills are upset by the steelers jets lose and uh uh, that's it. You don't want to start the season losing two division games. That's for darn sure. So big game for the Patriots. 
Oh, yeah, and I think, uh, John, you've got a chance to see Belichick on the sidelines, and I don't know if he... I, I think he would probably get upset with Brady at times. He, he probably didn't get upset at Matt Jones yesterday too often, I don't think. No, 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 nothing that I saw. I did see some of his post-game comments, and for him, they were downright glowing for Belichick. Uh, so, and well-deserved, so... Um, here we go, AP. We're off and running, uh, you know, with the NFL and uh, suddenly NFL college full swing at September and uh, life is good again. Just how we like it. Uh, ton of things to talk about and, uh, you know, look forward to another great season. It's going to be fun. Um and, you know, before we end this segment, I know you had uh, a big event, something you've worked on for years, which was the debut premiere, I should say. Mac Jones had a debut. You had a premiere of the Wishbone Boys down in Alabama. Uh, how did it go? Yeah, it went very well, John. We had uh, four of the quarterbacks there, Richard Todd, Gary, and Jeff Rutledge, Walter Lewis. We had Wayne Willard, All-American wide receiver, and Joe LeBou, the halfback, and Steve Sprayberry, offensive lineman, and some other wishbone boys, along with the president of the Maxwell Club from Philadelphia, flew down, Mark Wolford and his wife, Janice. And uh, we had Leslie Visser of CBS fame. She was there. So we just had a beautiful crowd. And Mark Bryant Tyson, the grandson of Coach Bryant, and we had Heather Moore-Kurth, the daughter of Mal Moore, who was dedicated to Mal Moore, the former uh, player at Alabama, uh, offensive coordinator, architect uh-huh. of the Wishbone, former athletic director who actually uh, brought Nick Saban to Alabama. So we were just delighted, and everybody who uh, saw the, the premiere, the 48-minute um, uh, film that we presented, said they loved it. So we couldn't have been happier. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. That is a lot of luminaries attending that event. Household names, many of them, and uh, I'm just really glad to hear it went so well and was uh, a gala event, I'm sure. Uh, So good job putting that together. You have been working on this uh, for a long time. I know that. Seven years. Seven years. Oh, my goodness. That is a long time, but uh, makes it all the more special when it, you know, comes to fruition, which it did just uh, a couple of weekends ago, and uh, and that's just wonderful. So uh, can't wait to see it. Yeah, we're we're trying to get it on network TV, and that's our next goal. So we're still uh, tr- trying to make some connections, and I, I believe we will because we don't give up, John. Correct. Correct. Yes, you've been with it for seven years. You're not going to give up now. And uh, good luck. I, I uh, knowing you, I, I have full confidence we will all be watching it on uh, network television before too long. So glad, glad you got it. Uh, you know, all on film. Forty-eight minutes sounds great. Perfect fit for an hour-long network TV show, and uh, we look forward to that happening. AP. And with that. Why don't we take our break, and sticking around will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. 
Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show where's america listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and i'm your host john inglesby to join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., before we get started on just the fascinating college football weekend uh with the headline being oregon goes into the shoe and beats ohio state without their without their best player oregon without their best player but ap at the end of the first segment i talked about uh three american athletic conference a conference you and i have covered since its inception 
uh, three of their top football programs headed to the Big 12. That would be number eight ranked Cincinnati, University of Central Florida, and Houston. So I just want to get your take on it, AP. Uh, Mike Oresco, the commissioner who you and I both think very highly of, took the high road in a statement issued after it kind of became official last just a couple days ago. Uh, but want to get your thoughts on that since you followed the conference like me for since the day it was born. Yeah, it's a major blow, John, because you have a team from Florida. Yep. Uh, you have a team from Texas, and you have a team from Ohio. Those are three states that love football. Correct. And, there you go. And, and as you mentioned, yeah, and as you mentioned, they're very good programs. Probably very the good. top three at this moment in, in that conference. So correct, exactly. Now you have to come up with three replacements, and I, I'm not sure you can duplicate um, that level of excellence. It's a tall order, AP. You know, I, I've needed. I've been, you know, thinking about it. I haven't done a deep dive yet on who might be out there. Uh, for them to get, I'm sure they are doing a deep, deep dive <laughs> to find uh, suitable replacements. They're out there. Uh, you know, they have Navy uh, already in the conference, which is quite the coup. A couple of years ago when they got Navy yeah. in, and, you know, I see that. And, yeah, you know, I can't help but think of Army and Air Force, obviously, especially after this past weekend. Uh, with all the 9-11 right. commemorations, especially down in Annapolis, where Air Force played Navy. and uh, But, you, you know, there's, we shall see. You know, I, I, I think if anybody is capable of putting, uh, you, you know, bringing in the three highest quality teams potentially out there, uh, I think it's Mike Oresco and his, his staff. And uh, so we shall see. It's going to be fascinating because they're a non-Power 5 conference who has been sending some teams, it feels like, consistently into New Year's Day Bowls. You know, they've showed flashes of many flashes. You know, they've had a bit of a Power 5 look to them, uh, you know, in the past since, you know, a number of years. So that's interesting as well. Yes, yes. I've often wondered what would it be like to have the three academies in the same conference, John. Correct. I, I know Army exactly. and Navy have played every year, and I'm trying to recall if Army and Navy every year play the Air Force. I, I, I believe I'm not so. I'm familiar with that. Well, they, well, they compete for a, a, a cup. Uh, a so cup. A trophy. cup, right? Yes, for right. um, it might. I forget the name right now. It might even be called the President's Command, Trophy. Commander's Cup. Is it the Commander's I, Cup? I think it's very good. I'm pretty sure it is. AP and so yeah, it's exactly what I thought of. You know, it would seem to make sense to have the three academies in the same conference. Uh, we shall see. Uh, we are you and I are purely speculating, but uh, but it does seem uh, to make some sense. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch, but again, I, I feel like you know Mike will uh, certainly put something together. Uh, I have no doubts, uh, and I, I can't wait to find out. Oh yeah, yeah, um, John. If he had, if he's able to get Air Force 
and uh, the Army, that's two teams, and one more team, uh, you know, of course, the Air Force is uh, in Colorado. That's a Correct. little bit off the geographic map for the conference. Um, I know they have the teams in Texas, you know, SMU and Memphis is there, and uh, of course, you have South Florida, and but... I don't, I'm not sure if the Air Force would fit geographically, but it would fit with the other two academies. And then you look at one other team. Where could that be? Somebody in the East, the Southeast, the Midwest? I mean, who might that be? Yeah, well, AP, one thing I'll say about the AAC and something I've liked about them since day one, geography has never stopped them. <laughs> They are have been a, yes. a far-flung conference from Texas to Florida to the Northeast, um, you know, throughout their existence. Tulane, don't forget them. They're, they're a team having a good season. Right. Um, oh, yes. And, yeah. They're a dangerous yeah. team. Exactly. And they still have USF, and they still have, as you said, SMU. So even though they lost presence, you know, UCF and Houston – it's not like they don't still have teams in Florida and Texas, as you said. Uh, so, going to be fascinating. And uh, AP, we, we we just simply cannot go any further without talking about Oregon going into the shoe and beating Ohio State without Davon Thibodeau, their best player, maybe the best player in the country. And... Just amazing what they did. Uh, it, it was startling to see them, and they just looked great, and their quarterback looked fabulous, a transfer from Boston College, no less. Right, right, from New Jersey, right. Boston College transferred uh, to Oregon. That's a pendulum exactly. game is what I call it, John, a pendulum game. The, the Big Ten versus the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 came out on top. They were the visiting team, so that's a strong win when you're evaluating teams at the end of the season for the college football playoff. And now, can the Big Ten recover if Ohio State takes a second loss? Maybe somebody else could emerge in Iowa or some some other Michigan, somebody from that conference, a Penn State. So that's yep. what I call the pendulum game. It was very important, and they they really had a good game plan. Joe Moorhead, the former uh, Mississippi State coach. Uh, he was a Penn State offensive coordinator, I believe. Played quarterback at Fordham, I think, as well. Correct. Absolutely. So he, 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 they, they hit that left side consistently with big plays, and the quarterback that showed poise in the pocket, and especially, I think, was that last touchdown to the, I think it was the tight end. Um, that was, he was wide open, and he took his time and lofted a pass in the end zone for the, the uh, go-ahead touchdown, and it kept the lead for him, and, and so Oregon looked terrific. And like you said, not only was the top defensive player maybe in the country, but I think there was an, another couple of them missing from that team as well. Another star on defense was also out of that game, yes. Yes, they're two, two of their top, certainly Thibodeau was their best, but one of their other top defensive players was out too. So makes it all the more amazing what they did. So impressive. I mean, what was it? Ten? They were saying it was, you know, start at noon, so it was like 9 a.m. Oregon time to their bodies, so to speak. Makes it all the more right, amazing. Right. It's a remarkable I, feat. Oh, 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 yeah. It's impressive in that regard because a lot of times those teams come to the east and they're not prepared and immediately in the first quarter they're down 10, 14 points. 
John, I think uh, Mario Cristobal, the former Miami offensive lineman and then he right. coached Alabama's offensive line for a time, I think he has the right combination in the Pac-12. He, he has a, a wide-open type offense, but he can run the football. As an offense prior, you know, as an offensive lineman himself, he understands the value of running straight ahead at teams and getting good yardage on the ground and putting pressure on them at the point of attack. Yes, well, he took the team that was, you know, built, uh, you know, basically by Chip, Chip Kelly with others involved as well, uh, obviously. And uh, but you know, he kind of kept that running game, you know, as flashy as Oregon has yeah. been over the years, especially with those fabulous uniforms. Uh, you know, they've always had like a good running back, although they're often thought of as a passing team, especially with like Marcus Mariota and whatnot. But yet, they've always had these like amazing runners uh, as, as was on full display on Saturday uh, to say the least with their running game. It was impressive. Yeah. Oregon, I, I like that team. And when you have some good defensive players, you have a chance to compete for the national titles because in this day and age of prolific offenses, you have to slow the other team down. You're not going to shut them out, but you have to be able to contend with that speed on the perimeter and pressure the quarterback. And I think Oregon probably has those things. They should, Absolutely. They should in Columbus. Yeah, and when I think of Oregon, you know, I always think of a team that plays fast. Like It's like they're literally playing in yeah. fast forward on your DVR. Um, and, you know, right, I think right. I, I've always loved that. I think everybody else does who doesn't like to see that. And, uh, and certainly... That's what we were seeing on Saturday yet again. So it's been going on for a while <laughs> out there in Oregon. And good for them. I mean, just an amazing victory for them and the Pac-12. We're mo- Just a final thought. Uh, we're moving more and more into like it's, it's every big wins like that are now instantly associated with conferences. You know what I mean? It's no longer like Oregon, you know, you instantly think, oh, that's huge for the Pac-10 and what have you. Auburn playing at Penn State this coming Saturday night, you know, the winner of that, will it'll be huge for their conference. You know, these intersectional yeah. matchups, uh, Alabama versus Miami in the opening weekend a couple weeks ago, uh, on and on and on. But that's now in the thought process of all college football fans, myself and yourself included. Like you instantly go to like what what does it mean for their conference? Because that leads right into the college football playoff selection. Right, right. UCLA dominating LSU in Los Angeles. There you go. Uh, Fabulous example. Big big victory for them. Yeah, that was huge, tremendous victory for them. Tremendous. What was impressive was that the the transfer the running back from Michigan, who's originally from California with a Charbonnet. He's amazing. Charbonnet. Uh, yeah, he, he looks big and powerful and, and has some speed. Yes, he, he's a he's a player, to put it mildly. As we, you know, he had opened against Hawaii and had an amazing game and then kept it up against LSU's defense. So, yeah, it's fun stuff. Uh AP, we've come to the end of our second segment together. Why don't we take our final break? Still have a few more things to get to on the other side.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your health care needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Attention veterans, are you ready to be your own boss? It's time to launch your own ideas into reality. Discover your clean writing style. Gear up with Marine Corps trained motivator, Christina Silva. Christina is a positive energy promoter with a special gift in connecting with innovators. Get the Military Heroes 411 and glean from experts every week by listening to The Christina Silva Show. We're educating our veterans live on The Christina Silva Show, live at 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Where's America, listeners? Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is Baltimore Ravens at Las Vegas Raiders tonight, Monday Night Football. Uh, Full House, I'm sure, will be in Vegas, first time in the new stadium the uh, Legion Stadium and AP. I'm most interested. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in the game, obviously. But you know, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are doing a so-called quote simulcast 
uh, on ESPN2. Well, the main announcing uh, will be on ESPN1 for the game. But, you know, we all love Peyton Manning. Great sense of humor. Great on television. And I'm looking forward to that part. I'm going to be watching on ESPN2 tonight uh, to see what they're going to do. It it sounds like, and they're going to have some guests. So it sounds like it should be fun. Different. Yes, yes. um, Yes, yeah. I, I visited that stadium in Las Vegas, John, this summer. Okay. Uh, for, for the Las Vegas Raiders. It's very, very nice. I uh, really enjoyed that Sunday watching the team practice. API had driven by it when it was construction was pretty well finalized on the exterior, and it looks like Darth Vader's spaceship to me <laughs> from the outside. <laughs> yes. All black. Yes, it does. Uh, it's sitting amongst all the uh, Vegas glitzy hotels and stuff. It, it's... <laughs> you can't miss it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yes, yes. It's very nice. I, I really enjoyed it. Yes. Well, I'm glad you got there and glad we both got to see it. Uh, me from the exterior and you inside. And AP, you know, uh, can't let the show end without talking about some sad news. Uh, Sam Cunningham. From up here in New England, the Patriots' all-time leading rusher. Pretty amazing. Uh, Pre-dynasty, shall we say. And someone that you uh, feel strongly about. Yeah, I I really do. Sam and I, we became friends. Uh, It's a funny story. I called Sam up one day and I said, Sam, I'm taking a ride to Palm Springs. I've never been. Would you like to come along? And he Pause for a moment, and he said, sounds like a good idea. So we spent the whole day in Palm Springs, and we've been friends ever since. And he was actually in our film, The Wishbone Boys, and was up on the screen that Saturday evening on Tuscaloosa for the premiere. So Sam was a gentle soul with a genuine spirit, and I treasured his friendship. That is a fabulous story. Sam Bam Cunningham running back or, uh, shall I say, fullback, I think, uh, back when... Right, uh, correct. Yes, fullback, and just, uh, he made a difference. He just did, both at the college level and the NFL level. He, he was a household name. I mean, there's, uh, you, you know, there's no football fan, uh, yeah. certainly during yeah. his career and since, who was not familiar with the name Sam Bam Cunningham. Just, again, household name. You just knew it. Everybody knew it. Yeah, Great yeah John, he was the most fam- famous person, famous player ever to compete against Alabama outside the conference when he came down to Birmingham with a fully integrated USC team. The, the mighty Trojans were facing the Alabama to begin the season in 1970, and Sam was just a sophomore out of Santa Barbara playing in his first game, trying to make an impression on his head coach, John McKay. He ran for 135 yards and. 12 carries and scored two touchdowns and nobody in Crimson was able to get him on the ground very easily that evening. And he, the Alabama people, as Sam said, they saw the future when he was there right. because he was, Alabama had a, a completely all-white team, even though Wilbur Jackson was a freshman uh, scholarship player. Of course, he was ineligible because they couldn't play at that time, freshman. So, but as Sam said, they saw the future. Correct. And AP, one of the, uh, it changed, you know, it changed college football perhaps forever. It led to uh, 
you know, teams integrating, especially in the South. And, you know, and it was a wonderful thing, to say the least. And uh, so historic is the word. There is no better word. It just really was certainly football history. So he, he lived it uh, with style and grace and was just simply uh, beloved by all. I know up here in New England, he, he just you know, highly, highly regarded. I mean, his death was big news up here. It really was. Yeah, you know, Sam was the MVP in his final game, the 1972 undefeated Trojans. Um, they beat Ohio State. Sam, I believe, jumped over the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes four times on the goal, goal line to score four touchdowns. That's probably the maybe the most TDs by a person in the Rose Bowl. Maybe that's still a record. Uh, but that surprised time, me. I believe it was, so... Yeah, Sam was was big in all the big moments for USC. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, may he rest in peace, AP. Again, I know that you knew him, and uh, and the minute I heard the news, which felt unexpected, um, you know, I thought of you. And uh, again, uh, may he rest in peace because he he was one of a kind, no doubt about that. Oh, yeah, he's in the College Football Hall of Fame and the Patriots Hall of Fame, I believe. Of course, USC's Hall of Fame, Rose Bowl Hall of Fame. Yeah, Sam was just a terrific player, and he was a tremendous individual that I'll never forget our friendship. That's wonderful. Well, I'm glad you had that friendship with him. I'm sure it's something you'll treasure. And, AP, I just want to thank you for calling in today, as always, giving us your perspective. Uh and uh, fun to be back here, full-time football. We're underway again for another season. It's awesome. It was my pleasure, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.